Yo, 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 what's up? It's VOZ Voss back again. Hey, uh, day number two from being back and retired and shit. I guess I guess I was in retirement. I mean, I, I felt like I was in fucking retirement. I felt like I was I was in a fucking retirement home for some time, actually. And uh, this shit fucking sucks, man. I can't imagine what old people feel when they're old and they realize, like, hey, it's, it's time. It's time. Um, it's kind of fucked up. It's kind of fucked up because right now, uh, as we speak, my uh, my grandpa is, uh, you know, in intensive care and he's not doing too well. And we don't know if he's going to hang on for any time, you know, longer. And it's sad. It's sad to think that, man. It's sad to see him in the position that he's in. And every time that I've seen this, this happen or someone that I knew go, um, it seems like in the past several years, a lot of the people that have been close to myself and, and my siblings and my family, you know, have started to go. It's like it's, you know, forever I was seeing other people go through that cycle of life. And now, finally, over the past several years, we've gotten to witness what it feels like to lose someone so close. That's just really sad, man. It's really sad and it and it brings you back down to earth. And I think people tend to forget, you know, the feeling of what it feels like when you go through that hardship and you go through that experience firsthand. I think people tend to forget about the experience and the emotions that they felt at the time of this grieving and it's kind of sad because you know it's kind of like it's kind of like when you go out to drink and you get really fucking drunk off tequila shots and beer and you name it you're doing fucking body shots and blow jobs and you fucking name it you're being a fucking hoe and then the next morning you have the hangover and you start feeling the regret and start wondering fuck man how many dudes did i sleep with or how many girls did i sleep with Fuck, do I got AIDS? Now I got to go to the fucking, you know, doctors. I got to go get checked. I got, I need some fucking pills. I can't even wake up. I, I can't even see the light. Your life is fucking miserable. And you tell yourself, I'm never doing this again. Because you realize that the experience is fucking horrible. I don't know who the fuck thought or came up with the fact that it's fun. I don't get it. Because I know I've been through that <laughs> firsthand many times. And that shit is not fucking fun. And that's why I don't get drunk no more. That's why I drink just to relax and just to kick back and enjoy myself. As they say on TV, I drink responsibly, you know, smoke responsibly. I don't try to influence others. I don't try to pressure others to do it. I'm in my zone for myself, me, myself, and I. But that's the same type of attitude that we have towards death. Is that we only, we only, it's only a big deal to us when we're going through it and we start realizing that we need to make changes. We start realizing that we need to do more with our lives and we start realizing that we've been so fucking selfish and we need to give more. And I've said in my podcast several times before from the get go, from the beginning of this, when I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing, um, I always have tried to make it a point in my life to give more than I have ever received. 
And I never, ever, ever, ever have given with an expectation of something in return. Never in my life. If I've given something to a friend, I was never expecting it back. You know, either I knew to not expect it back or I genuinely or genuinely didn't expect it back. It was on them to remember, hey, you know, this guy did me a solid and I'm going to pay him back when I get the chance or when I've done it for my siblings or when I've done it for, for uh, uh, you know, people that were just acquaintances. I never expected anything back. And to this day, half those people have never paid me back, probably 90% of them. And it is what it is. I don't hold a grudge. I'll still say hi to you when I see you. But I know and you know, hey, I did you a solid, right? And that's all I care about because I want my tombstone when I die. Hey, you know, this dude fucking gave shit and never expected shit back. He was a good person. That's what I want. I want on my tombstone. This motherfucker was great. He never fucking judged people. I tell people the truth. You know, I have a friend, you know, that complains about his job and complains about his job, complains about his job. And I love this guy, man. I have nothing but love for this guy. But I tell him, bro, stop fucking complaining about your job. If you hate it, go get another one. And, oh, it's not that easy. It is that easy. It is that easy. We just make fucking excuses of why... We can't do something because we're scared, because we're lazy, because, you know, we don't know and we're scared to ask for the help or scared to be educated, whatever the reason may be. We all tend to forget that when we're going through hardships, we're over here complaining that we need to make a change. And then it comes to the moment of changing and that that emotion has passed and now we're back to the same bullshit. We're back to not giving a fuck. We're back to not fucking caring. We're back to not doing what we said we were going to do. And I've been guilty of all that. I'm, I'm fucking human. I've been guilty of the same exact thing. I'm not saying this because I'm saying I'm fucking perfect. I'm saying this because this is things that we need to realize that we're doing wrong. And it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Over the past several years, I've tried to slowly change my mindset, change my, my way of being, the way of living, the way of, of, um, of spending, the way of interacting, the way of, uh, um, the way that I take, you know, criticism or judgment or anything. And going through this experience now and seeing my father be in the situation that he's in, like, that shit's tough, man. It's tough to see, but it's also tough to realize that my father, at one point in time, and no, not one point in time, but at a point coming in his life, he's going to have to endure the same pain, if not the same process. And then we, as his ch- children, will have to experience the same hardship as he's experiencing with his father today. And that stuff, man, that just kills me. It kills me. It's been killing me for a a very long time. It's been killing me. And though my girl may say, oh, you're a slave to your parents. And that's not a pun on her. That's That's not a, oh, she's talking shit. Nah. I'm just saying, this isn't general. We're just talking. 
Some people don't see the other side because they won't raise the same way. So it's okay. I don't get mad. I don't get mad. I just try to correct people. You know, I get on my defense mode, but I don't get mad. I just try to correct people. I try to let them understand where I stand in my point of view of life because yours may not be the same. And we may not have been raised the same, but it doesn't mean that we can't have the same morals. I think that it goes without saying that people should help their brothers and sisters and father and mother without question. That goes without saying. You should not be selfish in the fact that if you have more than your siblings or you have more than your parents, that you should help when the time is is there, when the time is to help and not act like you don't got it, not act like you can't. I've gone to the point where I've helped where I didn't have anything anymore. Whether that's monetarily or whether that's, that's, um, you know, emotionally or physically or mentally, you know, uh, people don't realize that um, when you help someone, you're giving a piece of you away, something that you're taking away from someone else. But we can't be selfish in the fact that just because we have an immediate family, meaning, you know, kids, a wife, you know, to take care of, we can't be selfish in the fact that we're not allowed to give people our time. It's not only for my son to have my time at all times. No, because he's going to grow into a young man and he's going to realize that, hey, my dad not only took care of me, but he also was ensuring that he took care of other people. And I want to instill that into my kids because I don't want them to be selfish. I don't want them to be, when I'm in my deathbed, that they don't give a fuck. That they don't tell their kids to come visit me if I live in fucking South Africa. And that their girls are telling them, no, 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 I don't want you to go, blah, blah, blah. Because you're gonna, you're just using this as an excuse. No, man. Let's stop being selfish. Let's stop being fucking selfish and realize that in time of death, in time of 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 grief, you have no say in what this person may be feeling. They may act like everything's okay, but you don't have no say in how they should emotionally grieve or how they should go through going through this process and how they should deal with it. If you're a spouse to someone who has a dad that's going that's in their deathbed and he wants to spend all his time with his dad, I'm telling you right now, girl, you have no say in how he deals with this. You should be 100% supporting him at all times and not be selfish because he's not spending time with you. Nah, this is not your time. This is not your time. It's not your time to give input. You can give input in every other aspect of this man's life, but in this moment, you have no say. And that goes the same with you dudes. When a woman is going through her grieving with her family or her friends or her whatever that she felt like she had a connection to, then you let her grieve. I don't think there's any boundaries. However you may feel about it, 
you let them grieve and you just support them and you move forward and the time will come when the funeral ends and the time will come when the grieving ends and then it's back to normal. It's back to doing what you were doing, enjoying life, living it, working every day, working your ass off, not working, whatever, being lazy, being fucking controlling, jealous, you fucking name it, being useless, whatever. In these times of hardship, I don't think anybody has a say on anybody's situation and how they should deal with it. You, if you're that type of person that does that to people, that's like, no, 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 you're fucking, nah, you're just, you're just, you're spending so much fucking time, you know, he's fucking, you know, like, you're not even giving us time, blah, blah, nah, you know, Life is balanced at all points in time. Life is balanced. I believe life is balanced at all points in time. And what I mean by that is I believe that when everything is okay, then things work the way that they should work. Whether it's okay, you work from, you know, seven to five, cool. You go to work. And then after five, you go home. And then now you're interacting with your wife and your kids and, you know, other people. And then if you have an, a, a planned event, that you're going to, cool, then you go to this planned event, right? When everything is going good, when everything is good, you know, when the tree is providing fruit, then you eat. You know, you don't got to worry about nothing. There's balance. Everything's going right. The ecosystem is right. But when all of a sudden chaos hits, you know, that that tree may not give a lot of fruit. So now it's time to try to correct the issue. And that's when you start losing time and other pieces of your life that were balanced for so long. But you have to do these things in order to put it back in balance. And I don't think people step back and see those things. They don't see that. They don't see that sometimes you have to step back and see Man, you know, like, maybe I am being a fucking bitch. Or maybe I am being a dick. Maybe I don't understand what they're going through. Maybe I don't feel it. And like I said, I've been guilty of all these things. We're all humans will go through this stuff. Every single human will go through this. And what people don't realize is that you're going, you're going to go through this. And, and when you go through this process, you'll start to learn um, that this shit's fucked up what you do to other people. I just want to close this up with saying, stop being fucking selfish. You know, if a motherfucker needs to take a trip somewhere, let the motherfucker go. Stop being selfish. Shit can always happen any day, every day. And, you know, if a girl needs to go and grieve for her friend, let the, let the fucking girl go, man. Let her do what she needs to do so you guys can get back to being in love and back to being, doing what you do. You know, I just want to say that in times of, 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 of these situations where you got to grieve, where things have just 
you know, been in chaotic mode, you know, it's time to reanalyze life and um, change. If If your life is still stuck in the same repetition of the same results, meaning, hey, yeah, cool, now I got a little bit of money, but I'm still fucking broke all the time, well, then it's time to realize that it's time to change. And, you know, it could very be, it very well be your uh, relationship. It could very well be just yourself. But you need to realize that life is a very, a very, very, very important part of the way that this world runs. And so if you don't make this a priority in your life, of fixing your life, and you're always going to struggle, man, and that's sad to struggle your whole life and then be in your deathbed and, and, and realize that, fuck, I didn't do shit with my life, I never took nothing serious, I never did nothing, like, this shit's fucked up, always strive to do the best, always strive to be the best, and you may not be perfect, but you can always strive to be perfect, you know? If we follow in, in, in God's eyes, if we follow in his image, then we're going to try to do as much right as we can before we leave this earth. You know, be, before I close this, you know, I just learned about this this girl that, you know, got into an accident, uh, got hit by a semi, T-boned, and died. Her neck broke and died at the scene. And this girl, man, from what I see, man, she was an amazing girl. She was lesbian. But she went through a time that she was feeling like like she was doing wrong. And so she got involved in the church. And the priest and the pastor told her, like, look, I'm not one to judge. Your judgment will come when you die. But you're always going to be accepted in this church regardless of what you believe that your love life should be like. Man, that's a great pastor to say something like that. And this girl knew how to sing. This girl knew how to play the accordion. She was just a big fan of music. And she was always on Snapchat just, you know, giving people fucking jams, man. And and, and, and letting them listen to her beautiful voice. And I was literally amazed, man. She sang some mariachi like no other. It was crazy. I never knew about this girl. But everything I saw yesterday is that this girl just remained positive regardless. And she was doing what she needed to do. And man, that's just amazing. She was, it's like, it's like she knew that once she got to the point in time of her life where this was going to end, that she wanted to make sure that she left a good mark. And she did, you know, a very long time ago. um, So the story that I was told is that when she joined this church where this pastor told her like, hey, I'm not one to judge, right? When she joined this church, she told the pastor you know, hey, pastor, one day, one day when I pass, I'm going to fill this church. That's what she told him. And it's like a living prophecy, you know what I mean? It's like we're prophesizing, um, if that's the right word. It's like we're, we're, we're speaking into existence what's going to happen. And so she died and she had 600 people at her funeral. Six 
hundred people at her funeral. That's amazing, man. That's more people than that church has ever seen in that church at any given time. And someone streamed it live, the funeral, and the funeral got 9,000, you could say 10,000 views on Facebook Live from one individual, one person. She wasn't famous. She wasn't fucking, you know, rich. She wasn't fucking... Uh, 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 you know, a person that everybody knew. She was just an average individual just trying to do good by herself. And she was able to live that. So, man, don't be selfish. Try your best. And uh, live life. It's VOZ. I'm out.